Hello friend, this is Tokwe Bukwala, the Maverick. I want to begin by asking you a question today. And the question is, what on earth are you saying? For more than one hour, the argument continued. Each of the two boys wanted an orange. The only problem was, there was only one orange to be had. Just before they got to the point of exchanging fisticuffs, an adult showed up and asked what the problem was. Each of the boys went to great lengths to explain their positions. I am older than him, said the bigger boy. Besides, I was the first to say that I wanted the orange. Mm, that is how he always takes advantage of me every time using his age as a weapon. And this time, I will not agree. I also want the whole orange, retorted the younger boy. Eager to solve the problem, the adult offered what appeared to be a compromise solution. How about splitting the orange in two? The boys agreed, and the orange was promptly split in two, with each of the boys having half. The younger boy wasted no time in eating the fruit of his own half and throwing away the peel. Meanwhile, the elder boy peeled his own orange, threw away the fruit, and used the peel to bake a pie. As it turned out, if each of the two of them had actually taken the pains to understand what the intention of the other was, they each could have had the whole orange with one having all the fruit and the other having the entire peel. On the 4th of November 1979, during the Islamic Revolution in Iran, some Iranian students stormed the American embassy in Tehran and held 52 embassy staff hostage in a siege that lasted 444 days. In early 1980, Kurt Veldheim, the then uh, Secretary General of the United Nations, went to Iran with the aim of negotiating the release of the hostages. On arrival in Tehran, he made a remark, I am here as a mediator to work out a compromise. No sooner had that statement hit the airwaves of Iranian media, Kurt Valdheim's convoy was being pelted with stones by ordinary Iranians. What went wrong? How could a cause so noble be met with, uh, with such hostility. The word compromise generally Im implies a middle-of-the-road solution that everyone in a conflict can live with. However, in some languages, especially in uh, Persian cultures, the meaning is negative and implies a cowardly yielding of ground to an adversary or an abandonment of integrity. In contemporary English, the word mediator means an intermediary or go-between, serving the interests of everyone in a conflict. However, in the Persian contexts, 
The word is interpreted to mean a busybody or a meddlesome interloper. When his house caught fire, the university don was perplexed, but he had enough presence of mind to dial the fire service. When the call was picked at the other end, he shouted into the receiver, I believe I am on to the incendiary matters department. I want to report that a conflagration of insidious magnitude is consuming my domicile. Please come and give us a call. Not understanding a word that was said by the desperate Don, the person at the other end was so convinced that someone was playing pranks. So, he dropped the call. A few moments later, as a fire raged unabated, the Don called again and used no less bombastic language. He got the same reaction that he got earlier. By the time he called the third time and penitently said, I need help. My house is on fire. The fire had done incalculable damage. Before the fire engines arrived, the house was already a heap of rubles. Communication is an essential aspect of human interactions and those who have mastered the art of effective communication have greater chances of getting what they want in life. To be effective, communication takes into account three essential factors. One, a message, which is a code of information being transmitted. Two, a transmitter. And three, a receiver. Of these three factors, the receiver is the most important. Simply put, it is not so much about what is said or who said it, as it is about what is heard or understood. And very often, as we have seen from the stories above, what is perceived is miles apart from what was intended. People respond to every message, not by the words spoken, but by the meanings they attach to those words. Suffice it to say, however, that communication can be verbal or nonverbal. Between 70 to 90% of all communication is nonverbal. What this implies is that while we speak words, people are also interpreting what we're saying by our facial expressions, our gesticulations, the intonation, the pitch, the body movement, and so on and so forth. And consequently, the words, good morning, can sometimes mean more than a mere well-intentioned greeting. So, more often than not, we look at people in the face when they're talking to us because what they are saying may not exactly be what we are, what we are interpreting from their uh, facial expressions. We speak and we hear words. But we all understand in pictures. Your, own, uh, your audience's perception of your message is a function of the meanings coded in the mental images that they attach to what is being said. I like the way that the Chinese put it. 
They say, I don't understand what you're telling me until I see what you're saying. There are three major problems in communication. Have you heard two people in a shouting match? Aha! Did you think that any one of them could actually make sense of what the other was saying? In such a scenario, both parties are simply playing to the gallery and they are either trying to outshout each other or they are speaking to garner the sympathy of bystanders. Neither of them is actually talking to, uh, for the other party to understand, no matter who shouts the louder of the two. And the second challenge is when there is a misunderstanding and, and, and so a misrepresentation of the message as in the case of the uh, Iranian hostage scenario. Connotations differ from culture to culture. And with such differences comes the problem of interpretation. A boy calling a full-grown man by his first name and stretching out a hand for a handshake with someone old enough to be his father with a high greeting may be norm in a Western society, but it is a no-no in Africa where such is considered a gross insult and a reflection of an uncultured upbringing. If you spoke French to someone who didn't understand the language, he hears words, but he cannot decipher what is being said. Third challenge is when one is talking and the other party is not listening to understand or is not even seen to be listening at all. Have you found yourself in a conversation in conversation with someone who hardly looks in your direction or spends most of the time fiddling with his phone or replying to chats on it? Or you're on the phone with someone talking about something that you consider important, while they suddenly blank out, while you are wondering if the line had been cut off, only to discover later that they were in a supermarket trying to pay for their, uh, for their purchases while they were encouraging you to keep talking. Ask them what you said thereafter, and they can hardly remember anything significant from what you thought was an important conversation. Communication only takes place when the transmitter of a message can effectively connect it to the inner eye or understanding of the receiver. As I said earlier, we hear words, but we understand in pictures. If you cannot effectively paint a picture with what you say, don't blame the man who cannot see what you are saying. Remember, the sky is not your limit. God is.